Hello and welcome to the Bank on Dividends podcast. My name is Banky and I'll be your guide into the wonderful world of dividend investing. Now we're almost at the end of this year and if you're enjoying this podcast, do me a favor and share this podcast with at least two other people that you know will benefit from this podcast. And remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. Before we start, what is the dividend irrelevance theory? The dividend irrelevance theory suggests that a company's dividend declaration and payment should have little to no effect. If the theory holds true, this would mean that dividends do not add any value to the company's stock price. If anything, the stock price should fall when a company pays a dividend. Now, this theory is by no means a new theory. This theory actually makes up part of a much bigger theory called the capital structure irrelevance principle. And this principle was developed by Franco Modigliani and Moulton Miller. And it makes up the Modigliani and Miller theorem, which actually won them the Nobel Prize in Economics in 1985. So the proponent of the dividend irrelevance notation says that investors like you and me pay no importance to dividend history of companies. Thus, dividends are irrelevant when calculating the valuation of a company. But what does this mean for investors like me and you? So quick disclaimer, I do not have a Nobel Prize in economics. Neither should anything I say in this podcast be considered financial or legal advice. I will say Modigliani and Miller's theorem was a thought experiment. It means two things. Firstly, they won the Nobel Prize in economics because they changed the way people thought about capital structures at the time. Secondly, because it was a thought experiment, it meant that Modigliani and Miller had to make a number of rather large assumptions for their theorem, some of which include the absence of taxes, the absence of bankruptcy costs, the absence of agency fees or broker fees or fees in general, the absence of asymmetric information, which basically means that everyone has the same access to information. And finally, they had to assume that markets are 100% efficient all the time. Now, these are some big assumptions. Basically, Modigliani and Miller conducted their thought experiment in a world that was ideal for investors. And most people know the current world that we live in is not ideal for investors. If anything, the system is set up for you not to invest, for you to be a wage slave and work until you die, not for you to find financial freedom for investing. So let's look at some of the assumptions that are made in the dividend irrelevance theory and discuss if they have any weight in the real world. First assumption we're going to look at is perfect capital markets. The theory believes in the existence of perfect capital markets. It assumes that all investors are rational. They all have access to free information. There are no flotation or transaction costs and no large investors influence the marketplace. Perfect markets do not exist, at least in the short term. Investors are you and me and institutions, anyone who can buy or sell shares. We are emotional beings. Even though we say we don't want our emotions to get the best of us, 
they do. This is the key reason why dividends often do not affect the stock price as they should. When a company pays a dividend, the share price should fall because the company's cash has been reduced. If a company pays a 50p dividend per share, that share price should fall by 50p. Now, some people will argue that the markets are so efficient that this happens within a fraction of a second and the market recovers. But that is not true. Okay, the markets do move very, very quickly. But most of the time, what we do see, if there is a drop, it will take a few days for the share price to recover or the share price will actually appreciate. For example, a company I talk about all the time, Realty Income, when they pay a dividend, often the share price increases because irrational human beings love the fact that this company continues to pay dividends. It boosts the confidence of the investors of that stock and therefore the share price is increased because more people buy. Also, many people just like me have a drip, a dividend reinvestment plan, which means that whenever they get a dividend, it is automatically reinvested, therefore adding demand pressure to push the price of that stock up. The next one is freedom of information. Yes, there's, there is a lot of free information out there in the World Wide Web, but nobody can begin to claim that individual investors like you and me have the same level or the same access to information as institutional hedge funds and managers. The third thing that it mentions in perfect capital markets is no flotation and transaction costs. Yes, if you're using an account like Trading212, Free Trade, Robinhood, or whatever platform, but that doesn't mean there are no fees. There are FX fees, there are transaction fees that are not borne by you, maybe, and a lot of traditional brokers do actually have transaction fees and costs so that doesn't hold either and we know for a fact that large institutional investors do influence the price of shares just recently in january this year we saw that wall street bets and reddit were able to push the price of gamestop and amc through the roof but the truth is that institutional investors have been doing this for as long as the markets have existed the big players move the markets a lot more than us individual investors so simply put perfect capital markets do not exist at least in the short term so that assumption is out the window straight away the next assumption that we can pretty much just throw out straight away which is a huge assumption when you think about it is the assumption of no taxes now this is just a ridiculous assumption really and truly taxes are a very real part of the world you get taxed on capital gains dividends you know you get taxed even when you die you pass on your inheritance so taxes are real okay taxes are very real all the time taxes on dividends are very very common there isn't a country in the world that doesn't tax dividends in one way or the other. So this assumption doesn't even really warrant a discussion. There are taxes, so this assumption does not stand. The taxes on capital gains are usually higher than the taxes on dividends, which explains why many people who own a business prefer to pay themselves through dividends rather than a salary because Dividends are typically taxed at a cheaper rate. So therefore, investors have a preference for dividends, especially if you are in the higher tax bands in your country. So taxes are real. 
I believe that most people who are listening to this podcast do not need to be convinced about dividends and they already know to some level that dividends cannot be relevant. I know if you are not a dividend investor, you are a growth investor or a value investor and you buy stocks that do not pay dividends, you can easily say, well, I can create my own dividend by selling a proportion of the shares I own for cash, i.e. giving me a self-made dividend. And I understand that argument. The problem with that argument is by selling a proportion of the shares that you own, you no longer own the same number of shares. Your ownership of that company is reduced because you had to sell some of your shares to give yourself a cash payment, which you are trying to call a dividend. Whereas if I receive a dividend, my ownership of the company does not decrease. In actual fact, if I was to reinvest those dividends, my ownership of the company would actually increase, meaning that over time I would own more and more of that company. So I have a greater stake and receive more value. The next argument that I often hear is that the company can often have better returns and more value can be added in the long term by the company reinvesting that cash. Now, that is true for a few companies, usually companies who are still innovating or in the early stage of the business cycle. Some really big names, Google, Tesla, even Apple. Apple is actually a dividend stock, but it pays a very low dividend. There's loads of room for growth. And that's because they put a lot of their money back into the development. Again, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway doesn't pay a dividend because he believes that he can get a higher return for that cash than paying it out to investors. And that is perfectly fine. But the truth is that most companies will not be able to do better than the average market return. Just like individual investors often cannot beat the market, individual companies also cannot beat the market. By taking your dividends and investing in a solid ETF that covers the broad market will actually do much better than a company keeping their cash. So dividends are crucial. And one thing I will say to all the naysayers out there, the number of companies who have continued to signal how well the business is doing by increasingly paying their dividends. There's a reason we have dividend aristocrats and dividend kings. It's because it sends a signal to the investors in the market that this company can continually pay dividends, continually grow cash, that they have retained earnings. So to summarize really quickly, in the real world, dividends do matter. They are by no means irrelevant. Thank goodness. We are dividend investors. The assumptions that are made in the dividend irrelevance theory simply do not hold in the real world. Markets are inefficient. There are fees and taxes. Asymmetry of information is a real thing. The market is not 100% efficient. Even though companies pay out a chunk of their cash as a dividend, the share price will often not drop. And even if it does, it will rebound within a few days. Or the share price will actually appreciate for a number of reasons. Most likely because the market participants, myself, yourself, 
institutional investors have emotional and human biases that play into the market. Dividends allow you to share in the company's profits in a way that it's separate from capital appreciation, which means you have a twofold gain being a dividend investor. You can both receive a proportion of the retained earnings and experience capital gains in the share price of that company. Dividend investing is the future and more people should be dividend investors. Thank you. Before we go, let's do our weekly shout out. This week's shout out goes out to all the haters out there, all the people who discourage you when you tell them about your investing journey, the people who say, no, dividends don't matter. You definitely won't achieve this goal or that goal. This shout out is for you. Thanks, but no thanks. We're here and we're in it for the long haul. No matter what happens in the markets, we can bank on dividends. You've been listening to the Bank on Dividends podcast. My name is Banky and remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. <laughs>